Uh-oh, this thing's on. Hey everybody, this is Ty Eden, and this is The Tybo Show. So welcome to episode 12 of The Tybo Show. And I'm your host, Ty Eden. Uh, This uh, episode, we're going to talk about some real estate facts. You know, it's uh, not uncommon for people who, not so much that are selling their homes that have the question, but more so folks that are buying a home, are concerned about what the additional costs are going to be to them uh, in the process of buying the home. Obviously, they're going to spend a lot of money for purchasing that home. And... um, you know what other what other costs or expenses they're going to be looking at, and one of the biggest line items that all parties are are afraid of is the real estate or realtors commission or realtors fee. And uh, you know if you're a home buyer, I got some great news for you. Um, you're off the hook. It's typically the seller that's going to be usually paying for that realtors commission now. With that said, you as a buyer might approach a home for sale by uh, by owner, and in those situations, the uh, the seller of the property is really looking to get away from having to pay a full realtor's commission. Now, they may or may not be willing to pick up the cost of a realtor's fee when um, if you as a buyer bring. Come in, and um, or you're going to be utilizing the services of a realtor. Then again, they may not. And if that's the case, then the cost for that realtor to you, buyer, is going to be on your shoulders. In addition to whatever else you can possibly negotiate with that seller, as far as other closing costs and fees and so forth that may exist. So again, typically the agent fee in a traditional. Uh, Seller represented, buyer represented transaction. Uh, the seller is the one who is going to absorb that that broker's fee. Now the next question is, how much is that broker's fee? And for you sellers, um, you know, for years that fee has been six percent, but it's not something that is previously set by any particular party. It all depends on what the managing broker for that brokerage is willing to accept. So, you know, it can be anywhere from 4% to 6%. You do have some of the discount brokerages that do some advertising 1%, but there's a lot of small print that goes into that offer that you as a seller should probably read because I can tell you that any buyers that come to um, one of those types of scenarios, is um, their realtor is not going to be willing to accept one percent, so uh, you got to have you know all parties uh, interested and willing to to work with that. Now that fee four percent, five percent, six percent, whatever the case may be, that doesn't just go to the selling broker. That fee gets split four ways. So you've got the agent that represents the seller. You've got the managing brokerage or the sponsoring brokerage for that agent that's representing the seller. Now you switch over to the buyer side 
And on the buyer's side, you have an agent that represents the buyer directly, and then the brokerage house that sponsors that broker who also. So then that fee gets broken down into four. So it gets divided by four. All right. And the fee basically is paying for posting of signs, advertising, any and all advertising that's being done either by print or electronic that's over the internet through the various websites that you can click onto um, as you're surfing around looking for homes on your on your cell phone, um, open houses, any costs related to an open house. So that's 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 where the the funds end up. That's what the funds end up paying for. Now you end up with a situation where let's say that that broker that uh, represents the seller just so happens to bring a buyer to the table and it's his buyer. So now he's got the seller under contract and he's got a buyer. Now in those situations, that would be called dual agency. And the dual agency is something that the seller must agree to not just once but twice here in the state of illinois all right most states across the country will allow dual agency to take place but three there are certain states that do not that's florida colorado and kansas in those states they don't want this type of transaction representation to take place because they want to make sure that it's extremely clear what agent represents who See, the challenge that a real estate agent or a broker uh, faces when they're doing conducting themselves as a dual agent is they really can't give any kind of um, inside information. You know, what's the seller willing to accept? What's the buyer willing, the highest number the buyer is willing to offer? That type of information, a, uh, an agent that's, uh, that's a dual agent, they're not really going to be able to share that kind of information. All they can really do is just kind of marshal or supervise the transaction from beginning to end. Um, typical stated facts that are obvious, nothing else. So as I had uh, mentioned earlier, uh, typical buyers are concerned with what other kind of costs there are that are associated with buying a home as a seller is too, because everybody wants to know what it's going to cost them. And so let's talk a little bit about what the closing costs cover. So those are just miscellaneous fees that are separate from the real estate agent's fees. And those costs are paid at closing or at the settlement. And some of those costs can involve loan processing, and that's going to be more so on the side of the buyer. Title company fees, most of those fees are going to land on the buyer's side, though there are some that the seller will need to pick up. Survey costs if needed, and that's going to be kind of motivated by the lender. But if I were a new buyer, I'd want to kind of know what the boundaries of my property are as well. Recording of the real estate deed. So that way you make sure that the, the, na the property is in the, the name of the folks that you want to have it be in the name of. The loan can be in one person's name and the recording of the deed, the names can be, you know, that person that's on the loan and a spouse, whomever you wish. Insurance. Um, obviously, if you're selling a home, you don't have to worry about 
insurance going forward, though you will probably be rebated because insurance is generally paid in advance. But as you're buying the home, you're going to be looking at an annual cost and that might be um, amortized based on you know where you are in the year that you're buying that property. Any taxes, homeowners associations that need to be also uh, paid are also prorated. And then you have something here in Illinois that are village transfer stamps. And this is just a way of the village being able to get their, their hand in the pot. Some villages also like to do a certain amount of uh, checking and do some control over the condition of properties as they're passing from hand to hand uh, in their village. As an overall, what are the average costs? Well, the costs can range anywhere from 2% to 7% of the home's purchase price. But typically, closing costs are going to be in the 3 to 3.5% sale of the price home range, if that makes any sense. Um, your agent can provide you with a buyer's sheet that lays out the costs. And by federal law, you've got to receive a good faith estimate of your closing costs from the lender that you're using to purchase the property. Now, um, you know, as far as how much of the closing costs that you pay, that's going to, as a buyer, that's going to really, you know, kind of rest on the shoulders of your realtor and how good of a negotiator that that realtor is. There's nothing that's uh, cut and dried. Um you know, you can go back to the seller and ask for just about anything. Uh, it's just the way that you go about asking for that. So if as a buyer, uh, most of the closing costs I can't absorb, I might turn around and go back to the seller and say, hey, can you absorb some or all of these closing costs for me? Because that seller is going to be receiving a pretty hefty check at the end of the day anyway, minus what their mortgage is going to be. So uh, if you're picking out a realtor, Mr. Buyer or Miss Buyer, then I would make sure that you uh, find yourself a realtor that's a pretty good negotiator, someone that's involved with you in the transactions. So, you know, do that up front when you're making your offer. Um, you know, make sure that you're as clear as possible on not just the selling price, but also get a good handle on what your closing costs are going to be as well. So that way, your offer is sensible and both parties know the buyer and the and the seller know what uh, you as the buyer's expectation is going to be throughout. So that's what I've got in today's segment. It's short, but I uh, just wanted to make it sweet and uh, we'll look to keep, uh, keep the ball rolling here. So thank you for sticking with me on this podcast. A little bit of time has gone by since our last uh, last episode, but I've got quite a few individuals hopefully lined up here in the next coming weeks. So some interesting conversations and uh, somewhat unrelated to real estate. But as I had said, some of our uh, episodes are going to have some real estate facts uh, folded into the show. All right. Thank you and stay tuned for our next show. Thanks. Thanks.